0: on Kentucky. Your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to Faster, you can post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash-locked-on-college. Terms and conditions apply. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be talking about what we saw here at SEC Media Day. Is going to be joined by Zach Blackerby, host of the Locked On Auburn podcast. Also, I know that we're we are currently at a football event. As you can see, we cannot help but talk about. A little bit of Kentucky basketball recruiting, some big news surrounding Justin Edwards. We're going to get to that later on in the show. But to start things off here, Lane Kiffin was one of the first up here at SEC Media Days, took the podium, and was asked a question, a specific question, about the Kentucky Wildcats. And I wanted to discuss his response because I thought it was interesting. The question he was asked goes as follows. I'm going to quote it directly here from the transcript. Kentucky is the cross-divisional game this year. What do you remember about that matchup a few years ago in 2020? What has impressed you with how much that program has changed? Before I get to Lane Kiffin's response, just want to point out that – there has to be a lot that it, that was that has been impressive about Mark Stoops' transition over these past several years. Obviously, as we all know, Mark Stoops, early on in his career with the Wildcats, kind of took a bit of a dip in terms of production, in terms of win totals, and the the, um, the athletic department kind of stuck with him. They decided that they were going to take a chance on him, going to let him work things out, and here we are. We've got two 10-win seasons. We're projected to have one of the best seasons uh, of Kentucky football history Uh, upcoming this year, we're in a pretty good spot. This is what Lane Kiffin had to say in response. He said, first of all, that was a great game at Kentucky in 2020. We were brand new. That was the strange COVID year. So not only was it our first year, but we didn't have spring ball. All of a sudden, we were playing games. What a crazy game to go down to the wire like that. And he said this about Coach Stoops. Coach Stoops has done an unbelievable job at a place that isn't traditionally winning eight, nine, ten games. I always think that's really cool and special when someone can do that. Like I said before, doing things better than they've done before. I would think he's probably the best probably in the yeah, in the best run of the school. We've had a, we'll have had we have a set of challenges there at Kentucky. He's very good on defense, very complicated. I know they have really good success running the ball. They are very creative offensively lost, watching some of their games last year. They did a great job, especially with some NFL concepts involved. So I want to kind of talk about what Kiffin said here, but the question I want to ask today as we sit here at SEC Media Days, is Kentucky continuing to overachieve? That's kind of what... Wayne Kiffin said here, no disrespect toward the program, had a lot of high praise for these guys. But the question was, is Kentucky, or the question here is, is Kentucky still overachieving? Are they overrated? I've seen a lot of different people on social media kind of giving the impression that, you know what, because they are not traditionally a 9-8-10 win program, they, are not, they should not be projected this season to do what they are, projected to do by some people which is go out there win nine or ten games simply because you know the history's not behind them or you know maybe we are they're lacking in this particular department or they're lacking in this particular department you listen to what another sec coach had to say about mark stoops we've talked about it time and time and time again on the show what makes you special what helps you win One of the most important things you have to be able to do if you are at a school that lacks talent or lacks the ability to get top-tier talent consistently, you have to be able to develop kids. You have to be able to develop players. You have to be able to take their three-star rating and make them play like a four-star. Mark Stoops has consistently done that at the University of Kentucky for years now. He's been doing it for years now. And so I think the question you have to ask is now that these recruiting classes are getting better, now that Kentucky's uh, consistently putting offensive linemen in the NFL draft, you have to ask the question, okay, when do we stop saying Kentucky's overrated because historically they've not been a good program? When do we stop saying that? Because to, to, to Kiffin's point, Coach Stoops is probably the best coach the Wildcats have ever had. They're in a golden age. We're in a golden age of Kentucky football right now. We've got a great quarterback. We've got great skill position players. We've got a phenomenal defense. And then I think one of the most interesting things that Kiffin said here, I know a lot of people give Kentucky a a hard time about what they do offensively. And this is what Kiffin said. They did a great job, especially with some NFL concepts involved. And I know those of you that watch this show listen to me talk about basketball and listen to me talk about, you know, what should the recruiting pitch be? And a lot of you are frustrated that we focus so, Kentucky focuses so heavily on the NBA. I think that it is great that other coaches in this league acknowledge the fact that Kentucky does things that other teams do at the NFL level. Offensively, I don't think what Kentucky does gets talked about enough. And we can talk about receiver play. We can talk about development there. That's a conversation for another day. But what I do know is this. Kentucky has consistently taken talent that does not win 8, nine, ten games. And they have produced 8, 9, 10 win seasons. This year's class, 13th in the country according to 24-7 sports. They are building a very solid foundation. Mark Stoops and his coaching staff are building a very solid foundation that will continue to produce NFL talent, it will continue to win games, and it will continue to gain fan interest. That's why I wanted to be here at SEC Media Days. That's why I wanted to talk about what was going on with the Wildcats and their football program. Enough of you have have, have expressed concern about the basketball team and how excited you are for football this go-round, this sports season, if you will. And so I wanted to start off SEC Media Days this week taking a look at a quote from another coach in this league that won 10 games last year, might I add, saying that Kentucky does all of these little things well. And so the question I want to ask to you guys, and I want to hear what you have to say in the YouTube comments, I want to hear what you have to say uh, on, on social media as well if you're listening on podcast, When is Kentucky no longer under, overachieving? When are they no longer Overrated or underrated or whatever you want to say about them this year. When does that change? Because right now, they're setting themselves up to where they won't have a slump, a four- or five-year slump where they go back to winning six, five, four games every year. It does not look like Kentucky's going to go back to that. It looks like they've turned the corner. That's the question. When do we stop saying that Kentucky is overachieving? Because I think it's getting really close to the point where they're just simply achieving. They've raised the standard. All right. We've got a conversation with Zach Blackerby, host of the Locked on Auburn podcast here in just a second. Before we get to that conversation, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's uh, Major League Baseball odds, we just had the Home Run Derby. Lots of fun. We've got the All-Star Game coming up uh, here in just a couple of days. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, eSports, and scores. You could potentially live bet on the All-Star Game if you felt like it. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That is Bet Online, where the game starts.
1: Lance, Lane Kiffin, the way he handles himself to the media is always fun. It's always interesting because you never really know what's going to happen. And it's so refreshing because he tells the truth. And when he was asked about NIL, he essentially said, hey, yeah, you legalize cheating. And until you fix that, that's the world we're living in. I absolutely love
0: Lane Kiffin, man. And, and, and like you said, he calls it like he sees it. I and love he's it. not afraid to hurt feelings. Yeah, We need more coaches like that out there that are willing to speak their mind and willing to be honest about things without being afraid of how it could negatively affect them in, in, in the public, at least not over topics like this. I mean, these are topics that, that Kiffin said, you know, I'm always going to be honest about this stuff. And I've got the direct quote here. So somebody asked him, about NIL, about, you know, what have you found that works? What have you found that doesn't work? You mentioned that college football is all about money right now, which is something that Kiffin said earlier in the press conference, just being very direct and very blunt with what he had to say about the state of college football. And and Kiffin said in response to the question, what works, what doesn't work? He said, well, the first question is the keys to NIL and how you do well with that. And he said, if you want to do well with NIL, you got to have really good boosters, just plain and simple. That's how you do well at it.
1: No, you're, you're right. And then, I mean, it seems like, and Sankey talked about this in his opening statements, but it seems like the coaches at their meetings, their spring meetings down in Destin, it was all about, or a big chunk of it was about, they all agreed that boosters need to stay out of it. They need to find a way to kind of regulate booster communications with recruits and players and, and all of that. And so it's just, it's this really tough dynamic that I think a lot of people saw coming, I don't know if it would necessarily saw it come in in the form of what it's become, but I think everybody kind of saw, okay, if you just leave this wide open, it's going to get crazy. And that's where we're at. And it's interesting. I thought this would happen, but coaches would never talk down about it because I thought recruits would be like, Oh, he doesn't want me to get paid. He doesn't want me to get my money. But right. it's interesting that you're hearing, coaches come out and, and talk against it. Well, well, it's really interesting to see a, a coach like Kiffin do that while simultaneously doing things like
0: recruiting the transfer portal so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's doing good things on the recruiting trail. And you said like, it's an interesting dynamic right now. Uh, because, And it's something that Kiffin mentioned is that some of these teams in the SEC that have that booster money that have that power they're going right. to get these kids on campus and they're going to be able to get them to commit He's, he he literally said it's like payroll in baseball you know the teams with the higher payrolls are going to be able to dole out money to players uh, and have them play a lot and he said we're in a situation that's very very similar to that it's right. interesting how everybody wants to make comps to the NFL but you know it's just the professional sports as a whole right the way that the college football world is just kind of moving in that professional direction i also think it's interesting that he mentioned like you said legalized cheating uh, and he's, he pointed out again get ready for the people that have the most money to get the best players and, and so like you said down at destin and you media days they're trying to find ways to stray away from that but Unfortunately, right now we live in a time where nothing's been changed, and so I'm just interested to see with the moves of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. There's so many more changes on the horizon for this conference financially. I'm curious to see how these teams right now that are doing well financially set themselves up, and how these teams that aren't doing well financially or do not have the best NIL collectives how they are going to look. Five years from now, what's the five-year outlook for the conference as a whole? What's the five-year outlook for the middle of the pack teams in the SEC? It'll be interesting to see, especially if they don't change a whole lot.
1: Yeah, and and back to NIL with Sankey, he kind of put a lot of stuff when he was asked about it. He's like, well, you know, it's really not up to us. It's up to the legislature. It's up to Congress. And he actually went on the record and said that he didn't think this current Congress would do anything. And I think some of that has to do with the timing, with election years, and, and things like that. So... Very, very interesting. I hate that this is going to be the talking point of all media days. It really seems like that tone has been set. But um, later today, uh, Alabama will have, obviously, Coach Saban and Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and the Mississippi State with Mike Leach. That'll always be fun. South Carolina with Shane Beamer and Vanderbilt with Clark Lee. Do you think any other type of storyline emerges when these four teams talk later today in relation to NIL and how it's currently impacting the game. I mean, I think all of these coaches are going to be asked by NIL. Right. I think they're all going to be asked about conference realignment. Do you think there's any other, you know, if you had to predict, you know, tonight, what the storylines will be Tuesday evening. Do you think it's anything different the 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 two main ideas that we've talked about today.
0: I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if we see a whole lot different. I think we're going to see Coach Saban probably reiterate some of the things that we've already heard yeah. uh, from some of these other coaches. He may go in a little bit more in detail. He's been pretty vocal this offseason about how he feels about different things. It's been really interesting to see. I know a lot of, a lot of Auburn fans don't want to hear that. Nick Saban is giving his opinions strong opinion on all these different topics out there. I'm sure he's going to have a, an interesting one on NIL, but probably nothing that, that, that we've not already heard. Shane Beamer and Mike Leach uh, are energetic and interesting in their own right. right. I don't know if Mike Leach is going to be really talking a whole lot about anything else other than expanding the playoff to 64 teams. He's all about that. Which, yeah. is, which is an interesting thing. And then Clark Lee, not sure what he would have to bring to the table in regards to NIL, but yeah, probably nothing special, but I am intrigued to see what Saban's comments are.
1: Right. And so I I guess just now moving forward with everything is, um, you know, what all do they do in regards to? um, I don't know. I I just think moving forward, it's going to be the same thing all week. I do think, however, the more organized this NIL needs a cap and regulation push happens, I think um, it benefits Auburn more and more because I don't think their NIL situation is super great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I was saying earlier is just asking the question is, what is the five-year outlook for the SEC for some of these middle-of-the-pack teams? And if they are not financially able to get their act together, there could be a gap between these teams that widens. And the whole point of NIL and the whole point of expanding the playoff and all these different things that we've been talking about is to bring some sort of parity to college football. At least that's what it was sold as. And I think the reality is – there has not been parity in college football. There will not be parity in college football. And some of these big-time programs are going to continue to benefit from it. But, yeah, looking at Auburn specifically, you know, they've got to have some type of regulation set in order for the competitive balance to kind of shift in their direction. Right. All right, before we wrap up the Tuesday edition of Locked on Kentucky here Live at SCC Media Days, want to tell you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then, add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people you need. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right wrapping up the tuesday edition of locked on kentucky lance Daw here with you really appreciate you making locked on kentucky your first listen every single day If you are not subscribed to the podcast on YouTube already, I would really appreciate it if you would go ahead and do so. We are getting oh-so-close to 1,800 subs and oh-so-close to that 2,000 subscriber mark. Would love to get there before basketball season starts here in just a few months, and I think we're going to get there. I think we're going to get there. If you're listening on podcast format, head over to YouTube and subscribe. It's really, really simple. It's all you got to do. Help support the show. Help support me. uh, And also... Do me a favor, guys. Leave a review. I've been asking for reviews. I want to hear what you think about the show. I want to hear what you think. So just drop one. Drop one on Apple. Drop one on Spotify. would love to hear what you got to say. Justin Edwards, five-star player, is about to announce his commitment. He will be announcing on July 25th where he is going. Five-star player out of Philadelphia. We've talked about him here on the show. Six-foot, 780-pound small forward. The number one small forward in the country. Number four player overall. He is currently projected to go to Kentucky. All crystal balls on 24-7 Sports. I believe there's actually only two of them. Both project Justin Edwards to go to the Wildcats. This is a battle between Kentucky and Tennessee right now, and I'm just going to come clean with you. I have not heard anything uh, confirmed by this coaching staff. I can only tell you what I've read. I can only tell you what I've seen. Uh, It looks like he's going to be a Wildcat. I think this is phenomenal for Kentucky. Right now, according to 24-7 Sports, the Wildcats have the number three class in the 2023 recruiting cycle. I want to focus on the class as a whole here instead of focusing on Justin Edwards because we're going to have plenty of time to speculate over his recruitment and whether or not he's truly going to be a Wildcat. We're going to talk about him. and are going to analyze his game. I wanted to briefly discuss here before we wrap up the show. The superclass, it has been dubbed a superclass. Don Calipari is is potentially trying to put together here for Kentucky. So you've got Robert Dillingham, a five-star guard, right? He's already committed. Reed Shepard, five-star guard. He's already committed. The players that Kentucky is going after, you look at their prospect list. It could be a very, very, very very special year on the bluegrass, recruiting-wise. You look at some of these prospects right now. DJ Wagner, somebody that is, is, is hot uh, on uh, on the uh, the recruiting trail for the Wildcats. He is somebody that we have talked a lot about here on the show. Aaron Bradshaw is somebody that might potentially commit to the Wildcats along with DJ, or it may be Ugunna Kingsley. Uh, the center, uh, five-star center may actually... Commits instead of Aaron Bradshaw. We don't know truly what the situation is there. We just know that Kentucky's probably going to get a five-star center to go along with DJ Wagner. Ron Holland is somebody that Kentucky's been pursuing. JJ Taylor is somebody, a four-star kid actually that Kentucky's been going after right now. You look up and down this prospect list, you look on 24-7 sports, you look on on three, you look at all these different recruiting boards. Not only does Kentucky have two of the best players in the country coming out of high school right now, but they are not only pursuing some of the rest of the five stars available, but they are favored. They're favored for kids like DJ Wagner. They're favored for kids like Justin Edwards. There was so much complaint among the fan base that I saw on social media earlier this spring, even before the season ended, about how recruiting was going, and the fear was that Kentucky had been over overruled by Duke, and Duke was now taking over the recruiting space. If Kentucky's able to land three of these kids, D.J. Wagner and Bradshaw, you're going you, uh, to Kingsley, Ron Holland, J.G. Taylor, and there's probably several others that Kentucky's looking at that they may end up picking up before the end of the uh, recruiting cycle. If they're able to land three of these, if they're able to get that number one class, which I think is very much so a possibility, we can't focus on what our rivals are doing recruiting-wise. We can't focus and complain about, well, they're doing that because the ability to recruit, the touch that John Calipari has – has not left this program, and to be quite frank with you, I don't think it's going to leave this program for quite some time. I think as long as he's there, Kentucky's going to be able to recruit well, and we are seeing that. Whenever he and his coaching staff get on the trail and they apply themselves and they go and look because they need to get these prospects, it's coming up blue and white. So I think that we need to kind of settle down here on the recruiting instead of worrying, be excited, look at all these prospects You've already got two five stars. Let's see if we can add a few more. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hey, before you stop today listening to podcasts, really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen today. Go ahead and check out Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy here at SEC Media Days, talking all things SEC. It's going to be a lot of fun here throughout the rest of the week. Make sure you check out Chris Gordy's podcast. He is going in depth with every single coach and player that takes uh, the podium here over the next several days. Also, make sure to check out the other SEC host in the Locked On College Network, Zach Blackerby of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Make sure you check him out. You also may want to check out Eric Kane of Locked On Vols. They're not just talking about their respective schools. They're talking about everything going on here. If you have any interest in what's going on in the conference or what's going on with the Wildcats, I would believe that show, those shows will be coming out on Thursday. Make sure you're listening to the Locked On Podcast Network. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Daw. underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode here live at SEC Media Days. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.